Welcome to I'm Not Lost Travel Podcast. Dan the Man here with the travel plan and my sidekick, Rachel. She is a doozy, let me tell you. I found her on the way here and she's uh, actually has some knowledge to share with you guys too. So we're laying it down here live at the I'm Not Lost Travel Podcast Studios in San Diego, California. And today we're going to spit out a salty, tasty podcast for you um, about our latest trip to Havasupai Falls, which is a very popular hike and camping spot that we've been wanting to go to for a quite a while, I think both of us individually, and then we joined forces to put our powers together to make it happen last year. So we were able to get permits, and that is the first thing you're going to want to do is make sure that you're able to do that. That's going to come live February 1st, Arizona time. So set your alarm. Maybe you and a friend get out your computers. It's all done online now, and you're going to want to make sure that you're able to score that because without that permit, you can't even go do a day hike, and you're not going to see these beautiful waterfalls that they have down there. Some of the most pretty waterfalls that I've ever seen, and I've seen quite a few. So I'd highly recommend this place, but get that waterfall permit. So first thing you need to know too about the permit is not only is it going to be pretty much gone by the first day it opens, February 1st, but you need to do a three-night minimum stay. And even if you're going to go for one day, you still get charged three nights, and it is $100 per person, okay, per weekday, night. I said that right, $100 per person, per day during the weekday. And if it's a weekend, a Friday, a Saturday, or a Sunday night, you're looking at 125 per person. So we spent more on our camping spot than we've spent on uh, some Hiltons in other you know locations. So no, it's going to cost a lot, but it really is one of those once in a lifetime opportunities if you can get it. So I'd highly recommend this. Um, what else? So once you get that permit, you're going to start wanting to get some of your supplies to get ready for the hike down. Um, what are some things they want to remember for the hike? Wear good shoes. Make sure that you broke them in before you even started to hike. Um, because it is a long hike. I mean, 24 miles round trip, um, just from where you park to your camp spot, not including any of the hikes you're going to do from your camping spot. Um, so you don't want to have blisters. You're going to want to make sure you have your water shoes. Um, and a good backpack that fits. We both got fitted for ours at REI. Um, I took a 50 liter. I think most people had 60 or 65 liters though, with because you're going to be carrying your tent and your sleeping bag and everything for four days. Yeah. Um, some other things that I would recommend that you grab, make sure you have in your pack. Um, a good pair of hiking shoes. Um, I wore tennis shoes. There's a lot of, you know, people take hiking a little more seriously than I probably, but I just wore some good fitting tennis shoes that I wear to the gym and totally worked fine. Um, in fact, the day that we did it was uh, what's known as a flash flood. Uh, nobody told us in the parking lot. It was just a light drizzle going on when we started the hike and do that for enough, like super light drizzle, do that for long enough and you'll get a flash flood at the bottom, which I probably considered um where i want to be buried a few times like you know i was like well i lived a good life this this is it um because you're crossing back and forth we crossed i would say at least 20 to 30 times um about knee probably about knee and a little higher mid thigh deep um and it was really scary we both were thinking about calling 911 and we are not easy to scare climbers and hikers so 
don't do it when it's raining. I guess we learned our lesson the hard way, but nobody told us. Um, there was no ranger or anything that came through. Um, so keep that in mind, but I hiked down actually in my Chacos and that kept it, uh, you know, I could go back and forth in the water. So if there's any sign of rain, do wear Chacos or some kind of water shoes, um, Taba, something of that nature. But if not, um, you can do some tennis shoes or you can get all super fancy with hiking boots. Um, other things, make sure I would bring some moleskin or some kind of bandages because you're probably going to get some blisters on your feet. Um, get a good, invest in a good quality backpack such as Osprey. It's my, my bag of choice, Gregory, Duter, something like that, that you'd really enjoy. Or Duta. Is it Duta? I'm not, I think it's German, but anyhow, I'd ask Rachel, but I know she doesn't know. Am I right? <laughs> You're right. So get a nice backpack and yeah, get all the supplies you need. They have food down there. Um, we always overpack food. I don't know why. It's just something I like to do, I guess. But there is food down there at a grocery store, but it is like five times the price. I got a gallon of water. Um, I figured I had enough food, but um, for the hike, for the rest of the hike, I was out of water to, from the campsite to um, Beaver Falls the next day, and I thought I would need it. So I bought a gallon. It was $5 a gallon. Um, a soda was just a can, a 12-ounce can of, uh, I think it was RC Cola. It wasn't even Diet Coke. And it was, I think a dollar two dollars a can so just to give you an idea and it's all kind of junk food oreos ramen noodles so we brought um some camp meals and some granola bars some cliff bars things like that to keep us fueled for all the hikes um but yeah those are some of the supplies you need a water bottle because you can get water at the camp for free yeah there's a fresh spring that um you can get at the campground so you don't really need to have a water filter um i know a lot of people bring them but um, unless you're doing like the confluence hike, I don't think you really do. No, just bring your own water. That water you can drink straight out of the, it literally is coming out of the, um, the side of the mountain. So, and it's unlimited. So you can fill up. We brought a five gallon tote with us that we'd fill up and brought back to our camping spot. So we only had to, um, fill it up twice the whole time we were there. So anyhow, once you got your permits, you're going to look at the hike down. It is a, um, pretty steep at the beginning. You're looking at, um, it's kind of going back and forth, meandering, um, back and forth with some steep switchbacks before it gets easier. So just remember, you're going to, you're going to lose about a thousand feet in the first, um, I don't know, 30 minutes or so or hour or so. And then once you get down to the Canyon, it's pretty much smooth sailing, um, in kind of rocky, sandy turf or I guess ground, which, is fine, but you might just want to remember that, um, you're going to need some good shoes for that because, uh, that sand and that gravel really can do a number on your feet. So anyhow, the, but otherwise the hike down is pretty straightforward. You can't really get lost. There's uh, one thing they, I wish they would do for all the money you spend on your permit, invest in some signage just because we got there. Unfortunately, because of this flash flood and our near death experience, we got to the village at dark and we kind of had nowhere to, no idea which direction to go to get to campground. So, um, a little more signage along the way, um, would be nice. And you'll notice that too. When you try to find Beaver Falls, there's not a lot of signage, but, um, anyhow, so the hike, anything to mention about the hike in pretty straightforward. The hike down probably take you between three to five hours, depending, um, how fast you go. Uh, because in the rain, it took us about seven hours. But um, like you said, the switchbacks at the beginning, so then um, that's like the first two miles, and then it's pretty flat until you get to the village. And once you get to the village, then it's 
uh, pretty steady like downhill until you reach the campground. Yeah, so once you get the campground, you still have two more to go. But if you're still early in the day, you might find the fry bread stand open. Um, and get some some crappy uh, junk food at the grocery store there, and or even just sit and rest your feet for a little bit. But the last two are pretty simple to get to the campground after the village. And once you get to the village, you'll even notice just how gorgeous it is. Um, just an amazing little village amongst these gorgeous canyons. Um, and even the walk down there, excuse me, the hike down the canyon, you're just in the middle um, of a canyon looking up at these grand walls and it's spectacular so take it in as you go um once you get to the village too you'll see the little office where you can check in and get your permit to put on your tent yeah yeah i think it closes around five though so if you go go late um we actually didn't get ours um we only got asked once what our when our what our names were about our permit so yeah um and other than that you know just keep your uh Keep, keep your ears open because you will hear caravans of donkeys coming down carrying the mules for all you cheaters out there who have them carry all your stuff. So just kidding. I guess some of you can, you know, do that, but totally cheating in my eyes, but that's fine. And I think for a mule, it holds like what, three or four bags and it's $200, I think. Yeah. And just FYI, like those mules are definitely working hard for to carry your crap down there. Um, we saw like a mule leg that was snapped off like above the ankle, just kind of laying on the trail. Um, so kind of think twice if you can carry your stuff, just carry your stuff. That's what your legs are for. But hey, I guess I'm a little old school in that way. Um, anyhow, before I get in trouble here. Um, so that's the hike down. The camping part, it's um, a ton of campsites. One good thing, we went in February, and one of the good things about that is it is the kind of the, I guess, slower season, even though it's all sold out. It was kind of like unpredictable weather, cold, could be rainy in the forecast, but the campsite, you could almost pick anywhere you want to stay. We ended up selecting a spot, well, the first night because it was pitch black out, we set and set up camp right next to the bathroom. And sure enough, about 6 a.m., I just heard the bathroom door slamming and uh, that woke me up. So we, we set up a new shop over there next to the creek and gorgeous right next to the running water. Um, couldn't have asked for a better spot or set up. So, um, but the campground is really nice. It's, there's a ranger right when you come in. If you have questions or problems, he's there maybe half the time, but, um, there's about six sets of bathrooms throughout the camp and the camp goes almost, I'd say like three quarters of a mile in, you know, in just a straight direction. Um, it's not very wide, but it is long. Um, you can, if it's cold out, I would say go, you know, as you're walking into the camp, go to the right side because the sun is more on that side in the morning. And if it's hot, maybe you'd want to be over to the left side as you're walking in because that's closer to the canyon and will provide shade. But if it's cold, the sun pretty much does not show um, on that left side next to the canyon, not next to the creek. Um, what else? The bathrooms are really nice and clean. They're super environmentally friendly with that compost. You take a dump and you dump, it says scoop a scoop of compost on it. And, but there's toilet paper and there is, you don't need to bring that with you. Everything you need is there. Um, yeah, even the hand sanitizer stations were all full of hand sanitizer. Yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's a nice setup. Um, I'm not going to lie. There's, 
Oh, Go there's, ahead. There's lots of trees too. If you have a hammock, uh, it'd be a great place to set up a hammock and chill um, after your hikes during the day. Yeah, it got down to like high, actually upper twenties, low thirties when we were there. Maybe maybe just low thirties, but so it was pretty much damn right freezing, especially with uh, swimming in the water during the day. Um, I personally am more of a diva, so I would have liked to have had the lodge just to just to warm up at, but. Hey, that's even harder to get. So, and it's even more expensive. So, we're already paying this much money for our campground. So, we try to enjoy it the best we could. If you want to look into the lodge, they start issuing um, reservations uh, June first. But there's only so many beds, so it's really limited. Um, and it books up for the whole year as well. Yeah, and I'm determined to get one of those spots for. But I guess if you're going in the summer, it actually wouldn't be too bad. It's just going to be really crowded. Like we were, we heard from other people there that they had been and that it is campground. You know, campers right next to campers. You know, you can hear them snoring even. But, um, but it can't get too crowded because it is permitted and they only sell so many permits. Um, but yeah, you're gonna love the campground. It was quiet at night, quiet in the morning. We were. You know, we saw the same people every day just because it was such a small group that was there in February. So that's one part about it. Um, yeah. So after the campground, let's talk a little bit about the hikes that you're going to do. Um, obviously you've got done the hike there. So you're already there. You did 10 miles from where you parked to, um, the campground. The first hike you're going to do, the first waterfall you're going to see as you're walking to the camp site is Navajo Falls. And that is spectacular. For those who are scared to go down Mooney Falls, I would just strictly hang out there if you want. If if that's like if you maybe if you have some physical limitations, stop or stay there. But it is gorgeous. It is amazing. You can swim in that water down there, and it is, I'd say like, I don't know, a little more than half the size of Mooney Falls, but epic. So we stood there for we got there at towards sunset. We watched the sunset there, and it was awesome. The second one that you're going to find is going to be Mooney Falls, and you're going to walk all the way through camp and passing all the bathrooms, passing all the campsites, and then you'll see the sign. This thing will take your breath away. It is just so big, immense. Um, the water, you'll just hear it thundering down, um, and you can get some really good pictures from the top. People can camp right at the top of it, um, but then you get into the hike down from there um, to get from Mooney Falls at the top to the bottom is a little treacherous and um i'm not the best with heights and especially sketchy heights like heights where i'm like secure i'm on top of the statue of liberty this thing ain't going anywhere but this one is a bunch of sketchy what would you say chains bolted into the side of a wall with some um, little foot notches that are not even like solid they're like rounded so um and a wet old uh ladder, ladder that's uh kind of holding you up at the bottom portion of, portion of it it's about a 50 foot ladder 30 foot maybe so if it fell backwards you'd be done for but i guess it's not that it's just it's not that it's sketchy it's that the mist off of the waterfall makes everything soaking wet so um you know the foothold the chains everything is wet so if you were to slip you're i mean you're just you're dead like there's no there's no coming out of that one but um yeah take your time go real slow you know people were kind of rushing us at some point and i was like hey just letting you know i'm gonna go really slow and i don't care um uh, just be careful have three points of contact at all times that's something that i invented just kidding i heard that from rachel and i stole it but it's My really smart words. 
Yeah. And if you are nervous with heights, you may want to bring some like good grippy gloves because yeah. people had those and it'd be helpful because especially early in the morning, those chains are freezing and they're soaked. So yeah. it's hard to keep your hands on them. Change of shorts too, because I actually soiled myself. I was so scared going down. So if you can remember that, do that. But um, yeah, and also too, it's super sketchy. I was like, please do not have a group coming up while we're going down or vice versa. So I kind of waited and looked up and tried to hurry when it was free because I didn't want um, to run into people and have to move to the side of this death, like clinging to the side of a wall and uh, any more than I had to. Because, um, you know, and in summer, you're going to find that it is packed going up and down. We were lucky and we kind of would look for the downtimes. But um, if you can survive that, it is epic going down there. You can't go under the waterfall. That thing would just tear you to pieces. It is coming down so hard and heavy. But you can swim in the waters down there. Um, it's actually really shallow and it's cold, but not freezing. So the air temperature around us was about maybe 48, 52, somewhere around there. But the water stayed about 68. So here in San Diego, the water when it's 68 is like, let's go swimming. So it's actually not bad. Um, but I'm not going to say it's warm and lie to you. No floaties. So don't bring floaties. Um, but otherwise just hang. You got everyone who thinks they're an Instagram model down there taking their photos. So if you think you're an Instagram model, you can do the same exact photo that 1 million other people have taken. And yeah, so you can spend a day down there. There's picnic bench down there. If you want to bring some food, uh, but remember, you got to come back up and there's no other way to come up but those chains. So the last, well, there's two more hikes. The next one, the most popular is Beaver Falls. How many miles would you say that is from Mooney Falls? It's, yes. It's three and a half. So total seven round trip. Uh, she's wrong. It's 3.52. So oh, 3.52. No, um, but it's actually not bad. The only bad part about it is there's no signage for it. So you're just kind of walking along the canyon and you're like, well, how can we get from here to there? Because there's water now and there's no more trail. Well, I guess let's cross the other side. So you constantly are crossing. I'd say I'd say three to four crossings is what you're going to do. And it's going to get as deep as, depending on how tall you are, um, I'm a rugged 6'3". So um, it's going to be, I'm just kidding, I'm about five, nine soaking wet, but I guess soaking wet. Well, you're crossing the water, so I would be soaking wet technically. No, but it comes to about my, well, it was about a little above my knees, like mid waist, right? It was mid thigh. Or mid thigh, mid thigh. Yeah. That water's pretty cold too, but we were also there in February, but it does maintain a temperature. They told us between like 68 and 70 all year long. So you're, you know, again, I don't understand these people who wear these like ginormous hiking boots. You're going to have to walk through the water four times, you know, at least. So throw some Chacos or Tevas on, um, and just hike in those. It's so much better than having wet feet, wet socks or something. Um, and yeah, there's again, no signage, but if you keep going, you'll just see people keep coming and you'll know you're going the right way. Um, and once you get there, you kind of know, and you'll want to keep walking past the first spot where you think you're there, keep going and you'll see a couple more ladders, climb up those ladders, and then you'll see climb down those ladders. And there's kind of a nice picnic bench there with a really good view. And a lot of people kind of having their lunch there. And if you go just a little bit farther than that picnic bench where everyone's having lunch, there's a gorgeous blue pool that looks amazing to swim at. So and it is the bluest water. I think we saw yeah, the it whole is time amazing. We were there. The rest of it is also just gorgeous, like mineral blue. But yeah, that pool is gorgeous. And the, and the rocks that, you know, crossing, if you didn't have shoes, it's going to not be comfortable, but it, you could do it. I mean, just take your shoes off. Um, you know, there's no water down there. There's no facilities. There's a couple of picnic benches, 
but um, if you have one of those straws, I guess you could be weird and just stick it in the water. We saw people doing that, but you know, you could just fill your water bottle up at the camp and yeah, it's a nice one. I think it's not as nice as um, Mooney Falls, but it'd be a great place to just play around and swim. And if it's a hot hike when you're doing it in the summer, it'd be great to stay cool. The last hike is the hike to the confluence. And that's a long and hard one. Do you recall the miles for it? I believe it's 18 round trip, I think. Um, and that's from the campground. Um, so you have to start really early in the day if you're going to go. Yeah, I think, I mean, we're talking 8 a.m. would be the max you could, well, you could probably go later, but I I, I would say 8 a.m. and you're going to need a GPS unit or something because you're going to actually leave um, Nava or, yeah, hope, let's see, Havasupai Reservation Campground and you're going to be on Grand Canyon Park, but they there's even signs, there's no help past here. Um, so if you get lost, I think you have to write in a book um, when you're walking out to that camp or to that hike that um, your name and everything in case you don't come back at night they'll look for you but I've I wrote I read a few blogs and someone said that they started too late and they got back to camp at 1 a.m and they were just using the light um, that they had to get back and that would be terrifying crossing the water for me so be real careful with that hike and start real early do not stop for photos really just haul ass there and then on the way back maybe slow down a little bit and enjoy and it didn't sound like it's because it's a hard hike it's pretty flat um once you get down mooney it's pretty flat but um the way back up is just a tiny bit of elevation high but the problem is just really long yeah and then in the summer in arizona it's just really hot yeah exactly so and you'll see some cool like along the hike some um, ancient palm trees that have been there forever that stick out um we saw a rope swing near beaver falls that was pretty cool some cool bridges um yeah just some some really from really neat stuff and um, we even found a little teeny secret hot spring near Mooney Falls. So see if you can find that while you're there. It's maybe 20 yards, 30 yards from Mooney Falls. And little hot spring as we we're walking, we're like, why is that warm? And then you see a little wa secret waterfall and it's hot springs coming down. There's, we don't know the name for it, but it's there. So that's something that um, that you can do. So anyhow, that's uh, most of the hikes. And yeah, wear a swimsuit. Bring some sunscreen, a hat, um, and just enjoy it. The last two things we want to talk about is one is the hike out. Um, one thing we, you know, based on our hike in through the water, we were like, that was the worst experience ever. We literally almost died and we hiked two hours in the pitch black dark through slopping mud and, uh, freezing. I couldn't feel my toes the entire day. Um, and my fingers hurt from numbness. So we were like, well, let's take that uh, helicopter out because I think it's only $80, which is actually pretty affordable, I thought. And it's probably the only time, not because I didn't want to do the hike, so don't don't get it twisted, y'all. I just didn't want to, well, really, Rachel, I just was concerned for her health <laughs> and well-being. Um, but no, but yeah, so we were like, well, it says in the book, Sundays, and it's Sunday, so we're going to take the, the helicopter out. So we got there, we're kind of cocky, 10 a.m., we're like, hey, we're here for the helicopter. And she's like, yeah, that's not running today. Um, and we're like, uh, what are you talking about? Your website says it is. The book says it is. Lonely Planet says it is. And uh, it's just for whatever reason, it's not. So if you're planning on that, do not just roll up thinking that's going to be your way out. If you can't do the hike, you're going to be in trouble. So we kind of uh, set our stuff down. And we're like, well, let's do this. And we just grabbed some water from that. Uh, we didn't even have, you know, we had 16 ounces of water. So I bought that gallon from the, um, 
corner store there in the, in the campground and we hauled ass out of there. We knew our GPS. We got, you get a, you're going to get a little bit of signal, by the way, for your cell phones, just a teeny little slice, maybe to get a couple texts to go through or something like that, but no websites, no maps. Um, if you go into the town and we saw based on the weather report, it said snow is coming. Um, and we're like at four o'clock and we're at 1030 right now when we found out that the helicopter wasn't coming. So we halt ass out of there. We ended up just because probably because we were nervous about getting stuck again in horrible weather. We were out of there in what, three hours and 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. We hauled ass out of there. So, um, don't rely on the helicopter. The hike out though is, um, it's not bad. Again, it was so much easier than going down, crossing that river 30 times. Um, but the, the, the end is what's going to get you, especially those of you who go in the warm months, that's going to be a killer that switchbacks at the end. Um, cause there's no shade. So just be prepared, bring a ton of water, if a gallon, at least if you can carry it and, uh, look for shade, start super early if you can. And, uh, yeah, I think that's, uh, that'd be pretty, it's pretty solid. What else do you got to share about the hike out? Um, yeah, just be ready for the last two miles is basically just going right uphill, switchback after switchback. So that's the rough part. The rest of it's pretty easy because it's all just pretty flat. Um, so just have some snacks that you can grab and make sure you have plenty of water because if it's hot, you're going to be really, really thirsty. Um, and then when you finally get to the parking lot, you'll be so thankful and happy that you hiked all the way out with all your stuff and you didn't even grab a mule. Yeah, and the, let's see, the street from... I guess it would be like coming off the freeway to get the through Indian reservation to get to the hilltop, Kualapai hilltop. It's about an hour and it's like 55 miles an hour, but you will not see any services. You'll probably won't see any people. Um, so yeah, just get everything you can in um, like Seligman or Williams somewhere that, uh, you know, that you, that you can before you get down that road. Um, some people sleep in their cars the night before. I don't know why. I guess if it's summer and it's super hot. We drove from Phoenix that morning super early and we got there about 12 and I'm not saying start that late, but, um, you know, I, I think you could stay in Williams or Flagstaff somewhere or Seligman and, um, and go from there. So yeah. Yeah. Just make sure you have a full tank of gas when you leave Seligman or the last big city because you don't want your car to be dead when you get back and you have to try to get service and call a tow truck or something. Yeah. Um, a couple other things too. keep in mind, if you're going to stay at the lodge, that is two miles from all, you know, from the hikes, from the campgrounds, from all the falls, um, at least two miles. So you're going to be much more comfortable, trust me, but, um, you are going to be farther from the, from the, from the action. So you're going to have to hike to get to the waterfalls every day, two miles, but, um, that's not a big deal for most of you badasses out there. And otherwise, yeah, I mean, you're going to love it. It's going to hurt, but you're going to love it. So I hope uh, you guys all get a chance to do it and you uh, have a great time. Any other things to add? I don't think so. I hope you enjoy your trip. Yeah. Well, that's, I think, all we have for Habashupai Falls. Um, if you have any questions, then I guess you're out of luck. No, just kidding. You can always send us a message on Facebook. I'm not lost travel podcast. But for Dan and Rach, keep traveling out there, everybody. Let's get together.